Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. Badger. Skip three years <laughs> worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money That's your excess hex debts rest And then just join us while we start On our bachelor Bachelor Coming to you live from the 46th floor of the hotel Where my girlfriend is staying in Melbourne on a work trip it's the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. My name is Max Quinn. Sitting opposite me, live and in the flesh, I could reach out and touch him if I wanted. My best friend in the whole Do world. It. Do it. Xavier Obetsky Newton. Wow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bachelor of Heights. Hey. I am scared <laughs> if I look to my left. And if I look to my right, I am comforted by the you know warming and calming embrace of my good friend, Max Quinn. What's up? Who gently brushed me on my arm upon request. <laughs> like a cat. That's right. All right. Hey, um, so I'm in Melbourne to play a show. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that we get to do this together um, for the first time this season, looking at each other square in the face. Right. I'm excited about it too. It's kind of, uh, you know, a longstanding tradition of our show, and I think it is a more comfortable sort of I agree. way to do things. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode we have planned for you today. It is a pretty wild one. Melbourne is one of the most exciting cities in the world, in my opinion, and uh, and you know sometimes I mean it just it hums along on a on a pretty you know a good clip, but then from time to time something will happen, and I'll just be reminded why it's such a, a treasured city and such an exciting cultural sort of hotspot. What happened? Well, I mean, <laughs> where to start? Uh, I'll let me wind it back. We've got a wonderful writers' festival here in Melbourne, the city of Melbourne, the and, cultural clip that you mentioned, right? Yes, and I'm a smart person who can read and also enjoys doing it. Yep. So I love books and writers, and you also love that there are girls who love boys who read. Uh huh. Yeah. And I love girls who love boys who want well, girls who want boys only don't something like girls, girls that like you boys really who read. love. Park life. <laughs> so, <laughs> one of my favorite authors. Oh yeah, let's let's get into it this way. I think this is a good idea. <laughs> well, it's a it's a person who has recently joined the ranks of of, okay. of your, you know your Herman's Melville, <laughs> Herman's Melville <laughs> of your William Shakespeare <laughs> uh, of your. <laughs> Those are the only authors I hear. All right, right, look, this isn't a tale of two shitties. We'll, <laughs> we'll say that. It's kind of a tale of two cities in the sense that... It is in the sense that... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's continue. So I had the best of times today. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't have the worst of times. And who did you have those times with? I guess... (laughs) <laughs> we need it. So Max and I haven't been able to talk about this. This happened earlier today, and he knows about it, but he doesn't know anything okay. about it. So here's what I can tell you. What I can assume has happened. Uh huh. Xavier went to the book launch for Osher Gunsberg. Mm-hmm. It is Ginsberg, but Ginsberg. Yeah. So, I don't expect oh, you like to know. Alan Ginsberg, sure. the famous author. Yeah. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. just like your Alan Ginsberg. Yes. So, Ginsburg and Rubetsky Noonan, mm-hmm. together at the MWF. We finally, finally 
took our DM relationship IRL to the next level. I can't believe it. Yeah, exactly. He begged me to meet up (laughs) whilst he was in town. He's like, I'm not here for long. (laughs) Please come and get your book signed. It would be a huge boon to my career. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I thought, well, you know. I appreciate him reaching out. It's nice to meet a fan, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Huge get for, for Osha. Yeah, yeah. He was stoked and his publicist was stoked and didn't <laughs> seem like it was a weird thing for me to ask about. <laughs> so, yeah, Osha has just launched a book. It's an autobiography. It's about himself. And he was doing a book signing today in uh, in Fed Square. And I thought I'd pop down and say good day. Now, I can see from the picture that has been posted to our Instagram account at BOHpod already. Mm-hmm. That you met Osher successfully. That's true. The meet happened. Yes, we met. I shook his very much hand. What else happened? I gave him a little hug across the body. <laughs> there's no way. The amount of build-up to this moment, there's no way that I can approach it like a normal human being. No. So I was a bit nervous. Yeah. Because uh, I thought, I don't know what his reaction is going to be after all this, everything that's happened between us. Of course, all that has gone transpired in the dms but you know i queued up and i waited to speak to him and, and he was very very lovely to me we That's had a lovely a nice little chat it was very brief mm. um and i you know i told him I, who i was and uh he said what was it i wrote it down he said like i really admire the work that you guys do or something like that oh which like is either the sweetest thing in history or he was being a bit facetious and, like, <laughs> yeah. totally fine. i think he's the sweetest man in history probably. he might be yeah um, but you know, he was very forthcoming. He, you know, he knew who we were. Lovely. And, uh, you know, he was, he was thrilled to meet us. He said, oh, finally, like we're meeting in the flesh, that kind of thing. How nice. Um, and then I got a little picture with him. Great. As, as you'll see on our socials. And then also got him to record a little something. Can, okay. How are we going to do this? Well, I have, I feel like when we put the clip, when we put it at the start of our episodes, which yeah. I think is what we'll do, similar to the Georgia Love one. Yeah. It may not be the entire audio that I recorded with him. Yeah. Because uh, I, I'll play it now, the whole audio. Mm. You can hear me requesting something in particular for him to say. Yes. And you can hear him deciding whether or not that will be what he's going to say. Okay, great. I'm so, so excited. I'll just drop it in now. Okay. Like, uh, what, no, we're, we're talking. Oh, what are we doing? Uh, thanks. You're listening to the Bachelor of the World's Best Podcast, Bachelor of Hearts Podcast, or something like that? Uh, hi, I'm Osher Ginsburg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts Podcast. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> you got it, man. All right, perfect. So he didn't want to say... He didn't want to say that it's the world's best podcast, which is downright offensive and incorrect. But look, we can't hold it against the man for having poor opinions. No, it's true. And also, like, he does have his own podcast, so I can understand why maybe, maybe he'd be a bit biased on that sort of yeah, issue or whatever. Look, as miffed as I am, mm. that's fucking incredible. Oh, is miffed? Is that like a fun little Melbourne? Oh, no, that's a film festival. Yeah, it's a film festival. <laughs> <laughs> but still. As miffed. As, as miffed. Yeah. <laughs> as I am. Um, but you know, it was still very, very gracious of him to record anything so for us. So lovely, and, uh, yeah. So, and all, all that I hope that we can do is use this as an opportunity to gradually chip him down <laughs> and change his mind about what the best podcast in the universe is. How cool! Okay, so are we? What's the plan moving forward? I know this is sort of like peeling back the curtain a bit mm. of pre-production for our own podcast here. Well, it did feel at a certain point when we were making this podcast like everything might be building to a moment like that. Yeah. Certainly I feel like having Osher on the podcast at some point would be like a real blue That'd sky be the dream. Kind of dream. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's a busy guy. He's got other probably 
I guess, apparently more successful podcasts to go and guest on and Doesn't stuff like sound that. correct. No, I can't imagine there's any podcast more successful than this one. Rude. Um, but yeah, I think that's something we could keep in mind as a long-term sort of goal. Okay. And then in the meantime... At all the start I can of the think... episode, here's my question. Okay, Sorry to yeah, hit me. Um, are we going to have, hi, I'm Georgia Love, and then you get the, you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, mm. and then him... I think so, or maybe or the other, other way, way around. around. Yeah. yeah, okay, but we're keeping both. Well, I don't top. want to retire Georgia Love. No, because like I do really like Georgia Love. She's great. And happy birthday! Just recently had her birthday. I uh, saw a sweet interaction that you yeah, sent on yeah, Twitter. She, yeah, we're off. We've been having. I've been having a great week this week. <laughs> I tell you. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't want to get rid of her because that's a treasured memory, and also she was our first. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you will always remember your first. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But well, Osho, I mean, latest and greatest. You know, <laughs> he's, there's nothing like what a bit a of experience. Sweet man, isn't he nice? That's lovely. And he signed my book, and he wrote in it. Um, let's see. Hi, Xavier. Great to meet you. Please let me come on the podcast. Wait, what? I didn't even notice that. Excuse what? me? Huh? <laughs> uh, no, well, no. you did sign it, but that's not true. That's uh, it's fine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of you. It's more than fine. It it's was, fantastic. I was, it was very nerve wracking. My heart was beating through my chest. Yes, because I've. You I've, never know how this is going to be received, right? Right. Because what we do is kind of different. It is a bit different. I, I understand. Like, obviously, he will be on board with people being fans of him and that kind of thing. But I think the level to which we include him in it and make him a part of it and that kind of thing, especially having done it for a number of years. Now, true. True. You can understand why it might put him in a bit of an uncomfortable position. True. There was no, like, moment of terror in his eyes when he saw me queuing up to speak to him or anything like that. You know, it was just, he was just like, oh, this is a fan. This is somebody who gets it. And I said to him, you know, like, I'm a podcaster as well. I'm a vegan. I'm like, I stopped. I nearly talked about, like, mental health stuff with him and that yep. kind of thing. But I was like, oh, real close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't want to freak the guy out. But uh, it was it was wonderful to meet him. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Now, that's Osha. Mm-hmm. Any other news from Batch World? Well, the other thing, there was a bit... This is not as good news, mm. and it's not something which personally affects us necessarily, mm-hmm. but something which came up whilst I was like uploading the previous episode and really late-breaking news. Yes. Uh, Jake and Megan, who we talked about last week's episode being the only couple still left from Bachelor in Paradise. Jegan. <laughs> yeah, Jegan. It's also the diet that I ascribe to, <laughs> me and Asha. Um, they just split up. That's, I mean... Entirely expected, to be honest. I mean, it was not a shock. But I think it is interesting that a lot of these breakups are being announced right around the same time. Mm. I had somebody, someone was writing to me on Instagram just being like, do you think there's something going on here? Well, this is what my girlfriend Danny said. Right. uh, In that she was like, so much of this feels contracted. Yeah. Like, you've reached your six months or your 12 months or whatever. Nine months it might be. And 10 months, seven months, 11 months. You know, who can say? Yeah. Could be... uh, 12 months. Don't. No, you don't think so? No. I'm sorry. I was just trying to get involved in the conversation. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I think that there might be some aspect of contract to this, or maybe it is a weird coincidence where Megan and Jake were... I mean, they're highly competitive people. They Mm. both said such things on the program. Mm. Maybe they just wanted to see if they could last the longest. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And when Kira and Jared came out more like, nah, that's it for us. They were like, phew! They were like, thank... God. <laughs> That's a good theory. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that. Not too bad. Um, so, RIP to, uh, what's her name? Jake and... Jake and, and Megan. Jake Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It is, like, yeah. There, there's got to be something going on, I think. Like, there's some contractual length of these relationships or something like that. Or just, like, 
you know, they get they get a sponsorship from somebody for six months or whatever if they're still together or something like that. True, like, yeah, not yeah. Strictly they get the their Hyundai bonus. Right, yeah, yeah. It's not strictly, for, you know, a Network 10 contract, but mm. I feel like there's something going on with somebody. Um, very interesting. The other thing yeah. that somebody pointed out to me, uh, Nell is here on Instagram, um, pointed out that Kira j- deleted her post about her breakup with Jared. Yeah. So it's not on Instagram anymore. And then Jared later posted something of his own. Yeah, which was kind of like, best place to get away from it all with the wines. Yeah, yeah. And, and not really like a you know, front-on sort of acknowledgement of this breakup. More alluding to it. Right, yeah. But it's it's all quite mysterious. It's really odd. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know what to make of any of it. Mm. So I guess we should probably move on to talk about the episodes. Um I am really upset, and I guess we should talk about Vanessa Sunshine at the top now, because she does go home at the end of the last episode that we watched, Mm. and there's been a lot in the aftermath. So just before we get to the episode, Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about this uh, interview that she's done with Fairfax Media. So she's come out and slammed the tripod, Alicia, Kat, and Romy. Mm. The three snake mask pickers. Yeah, the three snake mask pickers. Um, (laughs) And she's come out and said that they are bullies. And in this interview with Fairfax, she said, I'm going to be really honest. I don't like calling them villains. I think by calling them villains, it glorifies their behavior. It makes it acceptable what they're doing. And it's not acceptable. Hey, Vanessa Sunshine rules. Yeah, she's really, really <laughs> surprise, good. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. She's real good on the outside as well as on the show. Yep. Um, yeah, God. That, this, that'll be lingering over this whole episode, I yeah, think, is yeah. really much too early. Very tragic loss of a very beloved character. She is a shining star and she burned bright for the time that she was on our screen. Yeah. Yeah. The only consolation I guess is that we can enjoy some of her very finest moments in these two episodes as we uh, enter our recap. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's begin with The Bachelor Australia, season 6, episode 5. Badger. <laughs> You're a fan of that, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too, honestly. <laughs> I texted you and asked permission <laughs> if I could add Badger cuz you wrote the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, it's a good idea. Are you sure? <laughs> we should just keep it for next season too. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> well, it could be him again. Yeah, it's probably right. Never yeah, no. Mm. Um. All right. Well, Nick, the honey badger himself. Badger. <laughs> Are you gonna do that every time? No. <laughs> Nick jogs along a beach in slow motion, and again, there's no date card. Which this is kind of a trend that I have noticed happening a lot this season for some reason. I do not understand it. I do not. I do not it. understand it. <laughs> Donut with sprinkles, understand? Mm-hmm. I bagel to differ. Oh, yikes. Jesus Christ. It's, there's a bit of a hole in my logic there or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're this disgusted with me already. I miss Kelly. <laughs> no, she, oh, yeah, she didn't like my jokes. Just everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah. Kelly's uh, in the UK. Yep. Um, Let's continue Having a grand old time So we just learned that Nick has picked Sophie for the single date today uh, And we watch her in extreme close-up Apply a little tub Or open this little tub of Blistex Which is one of the main sponsors for this season And then we like zoom in on her applying it to her lower lip Bit of goo Right, yeah, we love a bit of goo (laughs) There was... uh, we don't have to explain the goo ad we watched in the lift. There was a goo ad that we watched in the lift, and it's a very gooey ad. Mm. I just think that, um, I don't know, maybe we could move on from goo as a society. You think so? A bit gross. I feel the other way. Oh, I feel like we should go focus a little more on goo. You want to do goo? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm actually, yeah. Um, I am going to, while I'm here in Melbourne, mm-hmm. a guru-related event. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a whole like um, black tie. That's what that's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a goo Oh, a goo I thought you were going to say like a gula. Like gala, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and at it, there's this wonderful Australian band um, playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell uh, me about them. Do they, what's their scene? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the goo 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 goos. Oh, the goo Okay. I'm going on a meditation retreat. <laughs> I'm going to be seeing my guru. <laughs> <laughs> this is not it's very a good. Of boys. <laughs> all right. Nick, uh, he's wearing this very loud shirt. You remember this shirt with pictures of yeah. all these cocktails on it? What Come do you reckon? On. Yeah. I like that he's trying. Yeah, you love loud shirts. I do love a loud shirt. But mm. this one, I couldn't hear the TV. Yeah, turn mm. it down. Yeah. Nick explains that they will be getting on a super foiler, which he describes as the Formula One of sailboat racing. Fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah. just, you can just fuck right off with this date. <laughs> so it's a boat date. Uh, we are familiar with this concept. The difference is this one is goes a bit faster. So... You know, Does that mean that it's over sooner? Because that's the only <laughs> acceptable way at this point that the format will succeed. Unfortunately not. They actually kind of cram this segment with a bit of filler. Like, they revisit some classic Sophie and Nick moments. Yeah, yeah. Of which there have been roughly one. Mm. Um, they, I think they try and tie it in with the fact that she brought speedboats. Like, the little m- remote control oh, speedboats yeah. on, on night one. Which, like, as if boats are their special thing that Nick... No bachelor, has, <laughs> no bachelor has ever shared with anyone else before. <laughs> it's interesting, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, this date—it's mostly one of these sort of GoPro footage uh, dates. We watch them build up some speed, and then the boat sort of hovers off the water a little bit. Uh, they hang off the boat on a little trapeze, uh, and they get splashed while they're bouncing around on the water. It's pretty boring to watch. I feel like it was probably a nice time, but it just doesn't really make for very good TV, and it's not a date. Yeah, no, it's not a boating boat date at mm. all, is it? Mm, mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Um, and Nick says, quote, if you're keen, we'll burn into the shore and get ready for round two. Great. Yeah. Got to burn in. So you got to burn in instead of fanging in. Right, yeah. You wouldn't want to fang it in this situation like no, this. No, very important to burn A lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> Um, so round two takes place at a batchy couch near a roaring fireplace and Nick calls her sofa loaf. Did you catch that? Right. I did. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like it, but not a nickname I've heard before. Nope. Um, but I've never met anyone with the name Sophie. So (laughs) who could say maybe it's very common. (laughs) Um, then Nick asks about her behavior on the photo shoot group date that yep. they had on week one. This was quite uncomfortable, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You might remember they had this one-on-one yoga session. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was a little bit uncomfortable. You could tell, like, I think I mentioned at the time, like, there's a lot of reasons why she might have been uncomfortable in that position. Yes. But Nick was like, oh, maybe she just hates me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess we're... I guess I'll just go fuck myself. We have no future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, she explains to him that it wasn't his fault. It wasn't about him. wasn't about how much she likes him. She was apparently freezing cold. Uh, and also, you know, she was trying to learn a bunch of brand new yoga poses on the fly. Yeah. Badger's also a very self-conscious animal. True. Mm. Yes. Okay. Right. Historically. Yeah. Um, and 
what's that word that means the opposite of flora? Fauna. Mm. Yeah, in the fauna kingdom, mm-hmm. badgers. Mm-hmm. Very subconscious. <laughs> you just you couldn't think of the word, but you just <laughs> feel, felt like it might just help. Ruined. Yeah, that's fine. Let's continue. Um. So yeah, and also she's being filmed for a TV show. Like you know, it's yeah. not a comfortable spot to be in. They agree that it was nothing, and also they're both like ready for the next stage of their lives. It's a weird chat. Yeah, and weird then there's chat. some kissing. That's right, yeah. So uh, Nick says he's, quote, staring at those bloody lips, which if they're bloody, you probably need a bit more yeah, blistex. Yeah, probably need, yeah. <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Um, you wrote it down. Oh, well. <laughs> um, and then they share a kiss, which Sophie describes as magical. I'm going to say that Sophie might be a real dark horse in this competition. You reckon? Yeah. Interesting. I don't want to go as far as saying that she is the winner, mm. but I think that I'm really firming up to the idea that Sophie could be a Maddie, Maddie J type. Interesting. You know, Maddie J it took a little longer to develop, but we've seen that edit before and we've seen it go both ways. Maddie J is one. Um, Elena might be the other example of yeah, this okay. where they kept around for a long time. I feel like Matty J had a bit more presence. Like, he was just a bit more there. Yeah. And he was also probably coming off a little hunkier. Although, maybe that's just my personal sure. feelings on the He's man. quite a hunk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Sophie, at the moment, has a little bit of that awkward but mysterious kind of vibe. And mm-hmm. he's Nick's sort of saying, like, it's going to be a slow burn here, but I'm excited to see how it unfurls. Mm. Elena ultimately was portrayed as foreign and disinterested. But yeah. I think the further that we... And the more that we get to know... Sophie, we might have one of these edits where she is becomes more and more comfortable with the camera. Mm. Not unlike Sam Frost, actually. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah she might really come out of our shell. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he then gives her a rose, so it is working. Good. Um, yeah, I felt like this date was like fine, but not super exciting. Yeah. I didn't feel a huge amount of chemistry between the two of them in their chat bit, and then the boat thing is just a boat, like, you know. I've no seen a million of them. Right. Everyone yeah. owns a boat. Yes, exactly. All of us here on the 46th floor <laughs> of my girlfriend's apartment. You might be right. Own a boat. <laughs> I'm not looking out the window. It's <laughs> freaking me out. It's too, You can see all of Melbourne. I can see where I used to work at the ABC. I can see all the way to Sydney from here. I can see where I used to work in Sydney. <laughs> On the Harbour Bridge. Mm-hmm. Did you know Xavier used to be one of the people who scaled the bridge? Mm. Um and, th- I mean, that's kind of how you and I first really got around this Bachelor thing, because you were on hand for the big kiss that Sam and Nina had, the world's longest kiss. Was that Sam and Nina? Yeah. Was that not Richie's season? No, that was Wood. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that was Woody Boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember. Now, yeah, the mnemonic device that I used <laughs> is because I had Wood at the time. <laughs> Watching... Oh, God. It's not that kind of <laughs> podcast. It's just not. It's a podcast for families. <laughs> <laughs> and love. Where we talk about family video game characters that we like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi! <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Um, so, no group date card either. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on here. That's fine. We're bucking convention. Are they going paperless? Yeah, I like, think are we paperless trying to cut office, down on... strawless cocktail party. Mm. I mean, it's a big step forward for this show. Yeah. Especially when we think about, like, you know, people use the argument, like, oh, it doesn't matter if we use straws or not, because, like, most emissions, most, like, this kind of stuff is done by big businesses, and, like, you know, the individual difference doesn't make a difference, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, it does. And also, if you're The Bachelor... Yeah. Lead by example. Yeah. Think global. Act badger. Yeah. Yeah. Act like you're going to kiss. <laughs> I don't know. 
maybe it was Osh's idea. Yeah. I don't want to give him too much credit, but he has oh, been very oh, friendly. I, we have to revisit some gossip. Sophie oh. Monk has a boyfriend. <gasps> yeah. I heard about this. This is good, hey. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. I don't know if anyone out there in, in our listenership has seen the movie Book Club yet. Um, oh. it's, it's in theaters right at the moment, but, yeah. but one, okay. So not to go down a whole book club tangent, although <laughs> stay tuned for my separate book club podcast. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, I mean, basic plot of book club is <laughs> the first rule of book club is <laughs> I shouldn't be talking about it. You're right. You are right. Um, Hi, uh, do you want to, hello? Uh, yeah, please come right through. We're just recording. Yeah. Thank you. You just make yourself at home. Should we break for a bit? Nah, nah. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Um, what you've heard is the sound of um, room service. Or wait, no, room cleaning come into the place that we are. I don't know if we have permission to include this. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's a secret. This is how SofaTel does it. <laughs> we, d- we don't know what we're doing. Neither of us knew there was a door to the bathroom. No. <laughs> I'm glad there is. Me too. Yeah, it makes me feel much safer. Are they going to... Yeah, I don't know. Well, they'll be turned down service yeah. probably. Yeah. Ooh, turned down for what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excited for us to find out. <laughs> uh, I'm where not forgetting we? where I was in my book club tangent. Oh yeah, so book club, don't talk about it. Yeah, that's right. So book club is the story of four women of a certain age who are in a club where they read books. <laughs> And um, one of the, uh, you know, the, the latest assignment, the new assignment for this book club is to read the book Fifty Shades of Grey. And they find that just having this book in their lives changes things, you know, it changes the way they look at the world. It changes the way they interact with the men in their lives. Favorite Fifty Shades character? <sighs> for me, it's Greybeard. Greybeard. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, he's the um, pirate. Uh-huh. Not Blackbeard? Oh, he's older than that. Oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fifty Shades of Grey. I, my Greybeard. main gripe with Fifty Shades of Grey is mm. he doesn't wear even more than a couple of <laughs> pairs of shades in the whole movie. <laughs> it's quite tonal, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, they watch Fifty Shades of Grey, and then they uh, their whole lives become a little more. They watch Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm sorry, they read. It's a <laughs> it's a book. They read Fifty Shades of Grey, and then suddenly their lives, you know, they start framing things in different ways. They start looking at things with potential, and you know, mm. it spices things up it for them. It does. It feels very kind of spicy. Thing. And one thing that happens in the movie Book Club, yes. is the very hot Spanish guy who's I I can't remember his name, but I, he's in also in the Mamma Mia two movie. I will call him Jose Canseco. Okay, not him, but that's fine. Um, he comes on to one of the women and it, on a plane. Oh! Mm, they have a little bit of a, you know... Oh, a little bit of a... <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out... Oh, I'm just spoiling Book Club. No, no, Everyone no, no. Everyone go no. watch Book Club. And then it turns out Sophie Monk, let's jump to here, uh-huh. has done a book club... And she's in the movie 50... No. <laughs> Why are we just outright lying to people? No, Sophie Monk met a boy on a plane and she kissed him and now they're dating. Yeah, that's the story. Just like Book Club. It is similar to Book Club. Yeah. I'm not going to reveal exactly why, but go watch Book Club. <laughs> I went to Book Club on a date and it was maybe the best time I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. Uh-huh. Nothing like four horny old ladies <laughs> to get this horny old lady in the mood. <laughs> and I can't wait to delete this part of the I podcast. I can't wait to keep it in. Okay. Okay. Now, Interesting. let's continue moving. Mm-hmm. 
Sophie Monk. Sophie Monk. Good on her, I ah, say. Yeah, I reckon. Nice that she has met a man on a plane and kissed him. And the coolest part about the story was that they both got up and brushed their teeth before they made out. I saw that. That was so sweet. Yeah. As someone who recently went to a dentist for the first time in many, <laughs> many years, I'm on, I'm on the lookout. It's like when you feel like you need to get a new pair of glasses. You oh, notice yeah. what everyone else's glasses look like a yes. whole lot more. Yes. I got teeth on the brain. Oh. And dental hygiene. Old tooth brain over yeah. here. Well, that was part of the reason I went to the dentist, <laughs> is they had gone way up into my head. <laughs> yeah. Pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> Rattling around up there. <laughs> Some sort of wisdom. Oh, I don't know. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Isn't it funny how sometimes words have more than one meaning? Yeah. Here's a podcast I've created, <laughs> which is all about that. Just go back and listen to the last 50 episodes. <laughs> Um, Do you get a Bachelor of Hearts? Like, it sounds like hearts, heart. but it's also like arts. Oh, I get it. Yeah, it's oh. pretty funny. I mean, 51 episodes in, mm-hmm. finally. Yeah, you've yeah. got it. You've cracked it. Um, okay, so uh, where are we now? We Should we move on to the next bit of the date? Sure. Yeah. So all of the women gather on the lawn, and then Osha reveals to them that for this group date, Nick is actually not here. Which is odd. Where is Nick? I would, is so I would say this is not a group date. This is more just like a function or gathering <laughs> of some kind. Um, There's no part of this that it r- says date. No, does the it? group part is well represented. Yes. But as far as dating goes, mm. you know when you go on a date with someone yeah. and they're not there? <laughs> <laughs> How that's kind of out of the ordinary? <laughs> you might feel stood up or upset about that. A little that. bit. Yeah, yeah, you might feel... Yeah, a bit miffed. A bit hard to... A bit miffed. Yes. If I had have shown up to get my book signed by Osher Ginsberg. And he was not there, but instead he had sent his family. <laughs> I mean, I could I could get something done with that, but it wouldn't be quite the same. It wouldn't be, yeah. Mm. Hi, this is Kevin Ginsberg. <laughs> You're listening to the world's best podcast. It's <laughs> pretty good. Why didn't we do that from the we start? We should have just done that. Hi, Osher's this brother. is Frank Monk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Frankie. Yeah. I'm uh, Marty J. (laughs) (laughs) The surname J. J, yes. Good, good. So Nick is not there, but his dad, Mark, and his sister, Bernadette, and his brother, Jacob, are. Yep. We learn that Cass has actually met Jacob before. So this uh, river runs deep. Yeah. So the cast thing, we're still picking up clues about it. I think they don't want us to know exactly what the whole story is. Yeah. But we learn, well, in in Jacob's words, he says, I met Cass about a year ago. She was up in the Gold Coast for the summer. We went surfing with Nick, had a few yarns, a few beers. They have a history outside, so it'll be interesting to see how it works for her. Okay. What are these yarns? They've definitely boned, right? They must have. They've boned. Yes. Yeah. It was probably pretty good. <laughs> well, she's back, right? What? It was Like, she came to the show. Yeah, but she obviously came to the show without knowing that he was the bachelor. You reckon? Yeah. Because they're editing it to make it seem like she is freaky obsessed with him and, like... Somehow figured it out or something, right? Yeah, but the way yeah, that the, the way that the casting works, right, is that they don't have any idea who the bachelor is mm. in while they're applying. That's true. As someone who has applied in the past, yeah. Uh, so in my thought here is that maybe she, they, the producers have done some work on her and have seen her in an Instagram story of his, mm. or like mm. maybe they're friends on Facebook or something. Mm. 
And maybe that's what's happened. Yeah, I think they've spotted that link for sure. Yeah. So the three family members are going to pick one of the women to have a family dinner with them and Nick that evening. So this is, you know, cue the, uh, cue the mudslinging. Uh, and of course, remember to drink every time you hear the phrase "right reasons" because <laughs> it happens a lot in this so segment. So much. Now, the thing that I wanted to point out here is that Nick's dad specifically said that he doesn't want a girl who's sworn to silence and wants to join the Carmelites. <laughs> Excuse me. I had to look it up. I don't. I'm not familiar with this at all. What is that? Monks. Mean? Oh right. Okay. Carmelite monks. Right. So no he relation to Sophie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, but he wants someone who isn't going to be sworn to silence. That's correct. He does not approve of the Bachelor franchise. Because that right? that's all that's, it is. Like, yeah, you yeah. get in a relationship, hide from the world for, like, three entire months. Until your contract runs out and you break up. Well, yeah. I mean, until the show finishes airing. Like, right now, yeah. if he's with someone at the end, yeah. he and that person are... In hiding. Keeping shush. Yes. Whilst he... Keeping shush isn't... They're the hushing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whilst he pretends to be off galabout, galabanting alone. Well. Alone. Mm. Now, you know that thing that I told you last week? You had an exclusive scoop. About my exclusive scoop about how the show finished and then he called his mate and was like, hey, let's go bush. Yeah, and he went outside. Now, thinking about what you just said. <laughs> yes. What about that? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Max... I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I just don't know. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> um, so this is a pretty predictable chunk of the show, in yeah. my opinion. It all goes pretty much according to plan. Can we just... Sorry, I just mm-hmm. have to stop because I just, um, instead of saying, yep, into my microphone, <laughs> you I said it... You've away from your mouth. And I said into my beer. Yep. Just like that. <laughs> You're like, don't want yep. beery to miss don't this <laughs> gem. Um. The one, the one like highlight sort of standout part, or uh, I mean, not a highlight necessarily, but just an sure. interesting thing, um, is the moment when Alicia says, "I work in politics for the Labor Party." Yeah, and then Nick's dad Mark says, oh, "Okay, well, we'll let that go." Yeah, <laughs> like, Nick's on. okay. All right, are we at that point? I feel like it wasn't like a Labor Party specific thing. Like I thought about it, and I think that he. Oh, you reckon? I think that he heard I work in politics, and he was like. Ugh. Oh well, like that's we almost, all are when we hear yeah. the word politics. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Felt more skewered towards the like. That's I, what I heard first, and yeah. then I thought about it and was like, "No, he's heard the thing first about I work in politics, mm. and that's how he's decided to react." Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not shocked, but no. Uh, I mean, it, are we all politically apathetic in this country? I am at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's certainly a a trying time. Yeah. So, look, we'll let that go. Yeah, I guess we will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, otherwise, Brooke and Brittany get the spotlight first. You know, individually, they they highlight their similar values with Nick. Yep. um, you know, talk about all the ways that they're going to win. and The B&Bs. <laughs> well, they don't talk about the ways they're going to win. But Here's how talk- I'm going to win. Right. Yeah. Step one. I'm killing Step three. <laughs> Profit. Yeah. Um, uh, but then we talk about Kat's jewelry business for a little while. Oh, yeah. And then we talk about... Oh, we, we opens up for Romy to start talking shit about Cass. Um, are we sure... Sorry. Are we sure that Kat does a jewelry business? Yeah, I've seen her jewelry. Why? Does she? I thought that she did like a Peter Alexander kind of thing. No. You know, like the cat's pajamas? 
<laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. And the room service person has left, <laughs> so we can say what we really think. She did a very nice job. job. Very efficient. Didn't need any interaction from us or anything. None. Totally professional. Cool with us doing whatever this is. (laughs) Five stars. Imagine her walking in to two men talking on a microphone (laughs) uh, to each other, laughing, and on the table is some recording equipment Uh and a picture of Osher Gunsberg on the cover of a book. Ginsberg. We should just cover of a book. We should just have a framed portrait of Osher that we just Whenever any of us are recording, it's like an on-air. I like sort of that thing. idea. I yeah. feel like I can hang one in my room for yeah, sure. I yeah, I can do that too. Okay, just as a guardian, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Should have told him this today. He's gonna love it. Yeah. Great. Uh, Guinea, Guinea Weasley, Guinea, Osher Ginsburg. <laughs> oh, I understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we talk some shit about Cass here. Romy has a has a go at her. Calling her desperate and assuming that being 23 means that she doesn't have any emotional maturity. And then Blair, who is just hanging out in her room, overhears this conversation. Yep. And she decides that she's going to bring it up later. Good. Fair enough. I loved this episode for Blair. It is her final episode, but Mm. she uh, struck me as someone with a bit of valor. Yeah. With the backbone and who wasn't there to take any shit from people who were causing shit and then playing the victim. Totally agreed. Mm. And that's what cost her her spot on the show. A hundred percent. It is cutthroat. Like, it's this week is really... cutthroat. Yeah. I also found it interesting here that uh, we saw a lot of Nick's brother's interaction with Cass and we kind of got to the bottom of how well he knows her. Yeah. And that is, you know, he says to camera definitely that they've met. But then she is kind of looking to him almost as a big brother of her own, and he's coaching her through this situation. She's right. coming to him for advice. It's now really I remember. interesting. Yeah, she was like, oh, it's weird not having Nick here, but at least there's someone I know. Yeah, like, and that I can finally open up to yeah. who isn't one of these other 22 women. Right, because she has been so ostracized by all the others. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting. I think that Nick's brother, though, kind of has dead eyes as he's doing it, and he sounds a bit frustrated. Like He's sort of like oh, can you imagine being in this situation? This would be terrible. And obviously he knows what the history is. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet dollars to donuts that it did not end well and that she's like, she's probably endured a bit of hurt at the hands of Nick Mm -hmm. previously Mm -hmm. and that he, as uh, the brother, is just like, oh, I can't believe this is happening, that this has been sprung on not only her and Nick, but now also me, and somehow this is my problem. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I imagine there's a certain amount of hush money in the equation here, I think these they're, they're not doing these appearances pro bono. No. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a payday. The end of, like, it, But, you know, <laughs> it is a bit yuck. Shut up and take your hush money. Right, yeah. Well, anyway, Brooke is the one who gets picked for the family dinner. Um, we watch them sit together and talk about how comfortably Brooke is settling into the family dynamic. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty nice scene. It's pretty insubstantial. Yeah, it's nice. don't show very much of it. I think the reason for that is the producers are much more interested in the subplot with Romy. Yeah, there's so much drama to get to. And, personally, that's not what I'm here for with this show. Yeah. Uh, There's a place for it. There should be some of it. Yes. But when it's the, like, prevailing narrative... Yeah, and you lose sight of the like romantic connection sort of side of things. Yeah, it's called The Bachelor and it's not called The Bitchelor. Hey, that's true. <laughs> well, The Bastardler, <laughs> I guess. Either or. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, back at the mansion, Romy confronts Cass, Britt, and Blair. When Romy asks why Blair was eavesdropping, which is her sort of angle on it, Blair says she was just in her bedroom getting ready. Um, but then Romy doesn't back down saying, quote, you have no class. Don't fuck with me. Don't ever put words in my mouth again. It's like properly uncomfortable. She it's really, really jumps yeah. down her throat here. Yeah. And it is uh, the fight or flight response that you see with people when they are confronted. And Romy, in this case, probably knows that she is in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But the way to get out of that is in some cases, unfortunately, is just to overpower the other person. Mm. And that's really manipulative, and it is presented as such on the TV. Mm. It's sad that we have to watch it at all um, on a show that is in pursuit of love and romance and all that that nice stuff. Mm. Um, but I guess, yeah, I it's not a good look for Romy at all to be portrayed in this way uh, and to act this way full stop yeah i don't think the show wants us to side with rummy no like, i think it's pretty clear that we're not meant to although the fact that like her she's still here like you know yeah it's still at, at this point it's like come on it's like, yeah it's out of loggerheads because we don't like her as the audience mm. and it's not a love to hate no yeah you know some those villains people, yeah like some you, villains you dislike in a really fun way yeah um who springs to mind? I mean, Kira has been that. Definitely. Like, she, she wasn't at the start for me, but I think she really came around to it. Yeah. Um, Especially on Paradise. Yeah, yeah. However, this is... Ugh, it's meanness. Yeah, it just and feels... And I don't like yuck. watching it at all. Mm. Well, let's go to the cocktail party. Most of the focus is on Cass's desire to talk to Nick. But we also get this funny little segment of Blair. She's very wide-eyed. Yeah. This is, I think, the only evidence for her, like, maybe being dismissed. Like, why she might have... Because I don't think Nick was that involved in this, like... No, not at all. ...stoush thing. Or yeah. Um, but she... We see a tiny clip of her talking directly to Nick, saying, This whole situation is nuts. Literally. I'm like, does he love me? Does he hate me? Which I think is like a high pressure sort of... We, we don't get much context or anything, yes, but it's yeah. like, ooh, I can picture him just being like, okay. All right. All righty. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that when people get in arguments with Nick, it's called a stoush or is it called a moustache? <laughs> I think it's a moustache. It's a moustache. <laughs> All right. Um, plus, Rhiannon gives Nick a quote, get out of mansion free card. This Which, is the first time that I have ever laid eyes on Rhiannon. Yeah, she's near. I mean, she's not, but... Who's this? Yeah, she looks a little like Georgia Love, maybe. Yeah, I was looking at this and I was like, who's this woman? She's been here the whole time. Yeah, this was odd. There are still like three other people on the show right now. Where's who, Emily? Emily is like... Poor Emily, yeah, my yeah, winner yeah. pick from the preseason. Oh, you poor thing. I know. I mean, she could still do it. She's still got it in her. But uh, I, really I believe like... in you, Emily, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's definitely listening. I think this thing from Rhiannon is nice. I think it's cute. I, I like it too, yeah. It shows initiative. Like, she's probably recognized that she's not a front runner at this point, and she just wants to get on the scene. I don't know if, even if she recognizes that she's not... A, like, do you know what I mean? Like, maybe mm. it's just, like, in their own heads, all of them are the... <sighs> you're the hero of your own story, right? Mm. So, I don't know if if people have that level of self-awareness this far into the competition or if they're just like well he clearly likes me because i've been on xx group dates and my time is still to come yeah yeah well it doesn't feel desperate no it was like, a great play from her yeah for it's that just reason like too. a nice subtle little like Hi. nudge to yeah. be like hey still here like let's come on yeah yeah and it works out yeah it does um 
but not just yet. Um, so it boils down to this chat between Cass and Nick, where it seems like everything's sort of been building up to this for a little while. And he explains to her, quote, I know outside of the house we have spent time together, but I can't be expressing too deep of feelings this early on when I still haven't given the proper respect, I'm sorry, the correct respect to the girls in here that I haven't even spent proper time with. I think maybe you're expressing at a level here and I can't. I'm down here. And this is the audio medium. So I was doing a, like I a saw it with my level. eyes. I know you did, but there are people listening who aren't in the room. Um, are there? Well, the person who was doing the <laughs> turn down service is just waiting outside. Um, there was a higher one and then a lower one. Yeah. Of yeah. course, it's why with your voice you said here and yeah. then you said here. Yeah. Mm. That's the thing about affection. <laughs> it's a ladder. I don't know. <laughs> affection. It's hard to show if you're Nick and you're, the object of your affection is Cass. Mm. Mm. Um, I think this was fair from Nick to you. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like. We don't, without having the information, we can't really tell. They're talking around yep. the the truth of their situation or whatever. Yep. So it's very hard to judge what's really being said. But like, yeah, if they have a history, he can't be, he can't like have her as a favorite and, you know, treat her very differently to everyone else because it's going to make things so much worse. Exactly that. With that said, it is making things worse for her that she feels that way and it's not being reciprocated. True. But it's an unavoidable product That's of That's the situation. situation that you're in. Yeah. yeah. It's not avoidable, and the show is profiting off it Yeah, by going back to this trope of showcasing her and how much she wants it and how she feels about it. But there's nothing that we can do about it at this point. I just point. really hope that it comes good for her. Like, yeah. she, by the end, she doesn't win, I, yeah. I imagine. I hope that she gets a better, like, she gets more control over the way that her story is being told or, you know, she comes off looking better than she has done so far. I agree. This is what I would like from the show going forward. Because mm. less of this cast story, yeah, much less Romy. Turn mm. the volume down to three on that. Yeah. Then I would like to turn Brooke up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just want a little bit more of the interactions, the friendships in the house. What are people doing? Yeah. How's how's that going down? Do mm. people like each other generally, or is it all catty and disgusting? Mm. Mm. And if there is some like Osha shirtlessness, like not to beat a oh, that's true. Whatever, yeah, yeah. But, like seems to be wearing clothes in almost He's every shot. Quite clothed. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. So. Nick also confronts Kat about the rumor that is going around that she may not be there for the right reasons. Drink. Uh, she denies it. Um, she gets visibly upset at the allegation. She's like, how could people say this about me? How could someone mention that I mentioned my jewelry brand or whatever? Called Cat's Pajamas. Called Cat's Pajamas. <laughs> and then in the moment, interview with Vanessa Sunshine. She fucking nails it. She very astutely points out the irony that people like Cat and Romy talk shit about everyone else, but they can't hack it when it's turned back on them. Yes. She says, quote, it's a double standard. Please fuck off. (laughs) I just love her. She's extraordinary. I can't wait to see Vanessa Sunshine on Paradise. Oh, absolutely. Bring her back. She will be the star of Paradise. The queen. Her own show. Yes. Like, seriously, like, like, whatever's going on in her life. Yeah. She lives, what, in Melbourne? Sunny with a chance. (laughs) Still. Thank you. Yeah, cloudy with a chance of sunshine. No, <laughs> yours is better. Cla- meatballs with it. No, <laughs> overthinking it. Sunny um, balls. <laughs> Got it. Nailed so, it. Let's yeah. keep going. All right, so let's go to the rose ceremony. Uh, only one elimination tonight, and we have mentioned who it is, but Nick hands out the roses in this order. Do I hit play on the poker app? 
Yeah, hit play on the Poke okay. Rap. Shit, I missed my cue. <laughs> Here we go. Camille, Brittany, Rhiannon, Brooke, Dasha, Romy, Cass, Shannon, Emily, Vanessa Sunshine, Ashley, Alicia, and Kat. <laughs> it's the Poke Rap. Yeah, bye. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. <laughs> that was seamless. Um, Perfect. But uh, yeah, we so we say goodbye. We said goodbye to Blair. Goodbye to Blair. Goodbye to Blair. Yeah. Um. Look, Blair in the Big Blue House didn't <laughs> ever really have much of a chance, I don't think. But I am looking forward to seeing her in Paradise. Of course, I'm almost certain that she's coming back. Yeah, you reckon? Because they will invite some of the Triforce back. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you could be right. That's a good. That's a good move for them. Uh, also, Blair and the Big Blue House, very funny. Thank you. A show that was cancelled too early, just like Blair's just time. Just before its time. Mm. Yeah. You know, they did like the college years or something. <laughs> Bear in the Big Blue House yeah, for like, college seriously. years. Like they all grew I don't know. <laughs> something happened. Like the last season of like that show. Like a Rugrats all grown up style thing. Yeah. I think it was like they were owned by Disney and then the last season was produced by Nickelodeon or maybe other oh, way around. Oh, right. Okay. So in the last season, they didn't have the rights to like everything. <laughs> so they were like, all right, well now like the little mousy. Yeah. Tada. Tada, yeah, yeah, is like a tutor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the moon is... Um, uh, moon. Moon University. Moon University. Uh, you know what? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> real stretch. Remember the other... Oh, Shadow. Oh, remember Shadow? Mm. Yeah, she died. Mm. <laughs> Tragic where, episode. Where could Shadow be? Where could dead. Shadow be? She's dead because of meth. Wow, yeah, that was <laughs> a bummer. That was a weird ep. <laughs> So yeah, we get we get our first little limo interview as one of these people are leaving the house. Blair, you know, she handles it well. She basically just says she's a little bit annoyed that people like Romy are still there, but she trusts that Nick will make the right choice. Well, he's made the wrong choice here, but he has. you know, and he continues to make. Won't hold it against him. Yeah, well, I'm going to hold this next one against him. <laughs> and it's a decision he makes at the end of The Bachelor Australia season six, episode six, six six baby. Mm. Yeah, you kicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nick introduces us to what promises to be a pretty grand date. Quote, at least a couple of grand, actually. Cute. Mm -hmm. Thought that was funny from him. Pretty funny. It's not his money. No. Whatever. He's got so much money. (laughs) He does. He's got so much money. He's a richie rich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No date card again this time. Bucking convention. Buckingham Palace. (laughs) Fucking... What is a ham palace? Let's move on. So we watch him stand out in the open and there's a big red heart-shaped hot air balloon being inflated. And it's definitely heart-shaped but doesn't look like the big butt Skinner thing from The <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> okay, so I just want to touch on one thing real quick. Is it the big butt? It's ham palace. <laughs> You want to come back to Ham Palace? It was so good. <laughs> Tell me about Ham Palace. What is a Ham Palace? I don't know. I think, what if you know what a leg of ham looks like? Mm-hmm. Maybe you um, cut out the inside of the leg of ham oh and yes. just leave the bone and the other bits. Right. And that's the Ham Palace. And that's a palace. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you use your imagination, like it's sort of like a hollowed out cave. One thing I love is to picture meats... And just remove all the, yeah, them. yeah. Remove all the meat though. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. not so the it's process very, of the it's scooping. Vegan, right. It's, yeah, it's the carcass. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. This is very appetizing <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they did the same thing to Shadow in Bear from the Big Blue House. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, they had to scoop all the meth out <laughs> because you can reuse that stuff. You can. People yeah, don't yeah, talk yeah. About it. Yeah. Oh dear. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Um, Nick has decided that he will invite Rhiannon along for the date. Who is Rhiannon? Now... This is the first time that I've ever seen Rhiannon in my life. Is that or is that not something you said about 10 minutes ago? I can't recall. Mm, who could say? Not sure. I just don't think that this woman existed on the TV show. <laughs> right. Are you still not convinced? Nope. Even during this date? Certainly not. <laughs> well, if you look again... She's gone! Oh! Ah! Like a shadow! Oh, very good. <laughs> she was... <laughs> We're not alleging yeah. that Rihanna takes date. meth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Nick pretends that he stitched the balloon himself by hand, which is a joke that doesn't get old no, on this program. It's pretty funny. They make it every single every time. Every single time. Oh, I've laid this out for you. Oh, pretty this, good. Jog yep. it in. Blah. He really... <laughs> <laughs> Jog it in. Blah. Blah. <laughs> That's if, if he has to puke. All right. Jog it out. Blah. Jog it out. <laughs> Yeah, we don't see anyone jogging it out, do no, we? No, not uh, yet, anyway. Mm-hmm. He should say that as he makes... Like, he's like, I'm sorry, you did not receive a rose. Yeah, yeah. Please jog it out. <laughs> 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 um, so, Rhiannon also tells Nick that she is somewhat afraid of heights. So, everything is in order for this date. Jog it out. Jog it out. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that Taylor Swift's hit single, <laughs> Jog It Out? I like that this is a height state because I just looked to my left again and looked out this uh, this window and now I feel all of that terror. Mm. So I'm just feeding it into the microphone. Welcome to Spew York. <laughs> I don't um, know. This, I'm sure. I knew you were trouble when you walked it in. <laughs> walked it in. That's even better than mine. Jog it out. Uh Rhiannon notes a couple of times that she feels a little bit of pressure to kiss Nick. They're very good by the edit here, just keeping like coming on back with this. Mm. Sets up what is a pretty glorious interaction a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. So she's talking about how she really needs to make this single date count, which is like an anxiety that I think a lot of these women would be having. Yes. Not always vocalizing, but being like, I do not get a lot of fucking chances. Because the conceit of the show is that everything does happen in hyperspeed, right? Right, right. You go on one date, you're in love. Mm. Which like That's not I mean It might that, that might be the way That it works for some people But it is Very I don't know It's kind of like high school Right Like mm. You Go On a date mm-hmm. And then that's your girlfriend Okay And then The next date Is probably like like my your high school house I mean my high school experience Wasn't this either But right. Presumably there are cooler people than us who had this experience well, yeah but you have to go that. home to like where's your second date going to be your house probably mm. right mm. and so they Mom meet the parents out. yeah and they left the wine in the cellar whatever it's first date blink 182 oh yeah i took her out it was a friday night i work alone to get the feeling right Said I was the cops And her husband's in jail And something, something, something puke Blech. I don't know Blink-182 very well Do they you know h- that the Mark, Tom and Travis show Is the best live album of all time? Mm. It's really good It's great It's really good Yeah um, It's up there with um, Wilco's Kicking Television That's a great live album yeah. also Have you got a favourite? Uh, I really like The Who live at Leeds Oh, I don't know if I know that one But it's from the 1960s so Okay it's, You know, it's a slightly different I'll have bass. to go back and Yeah, yeah. Real good bass tone Pino Palladino played bass for them recently Do you know that? Pardon? Pino Palladino, you know that guy? Oh, from 
He's from like the John Mayer trio, and he's the like the session bass player for every single person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. um, and he's fucking amazing. Mm. Um, and now he's the bass player for the Who. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, Entwistle's dead. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. he. I mean, it's went the way of Shadow, I didn't think he? I, he went the way of Shamu. <laughs> 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 what he said? Shadow. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shamu. So they hop in the basket and take off, and then Nick, a very smart person, tells the camera, up there you can see a lot more than you can from down here. I think it's got something to do with the altitude. (laughs) Good. I'm not a... uh, I don't even know the word for what I'm not. Mm -mm. I don't know what you're not either, but I can tell you what you are. Mm -hmm. Very astute, because we talked about this via text message, how glorious Nick's curls are. True. Yeah. Mm. Like, what kind of shamu does he use? <laughs> it would be, what is it, Trace May, or how you, how do you pronounce yeah. that? The big it's, key um, sponsor of the show? Trace May. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Not a funny answer, though. No. Meanwhile, the group date card arrives. Finally, a card. Back at the house. Thank yeah. God. Finally, convention. What well, all this bucking that has been going on? I feel yeah. like a Bronco. I feel like I'm in a hand palace. <laughs> uh, it reads Pack your sunscreen and toothbrush. We are heading to paradise. And I'm like, oh, interesting. They, another season already. All right. Uh, it's addressed to Brittany, Shannon, Cass, Alicia, Romy, and Vanessa Sunshine. But we'll get to that group date very soon. Yes. Nick. Also takes credit for the spread that is waiting for Rhiannon and himself at a batchy couch, which is curiously made out of hay. You notice this? And not ham. No, no. that's right. <laughs> the ham balance date is he's setting it up <laughs> for later in the season. So we learn that there are little questions and like conversation prompts and stuff. Oh, I like Stuffed this. into the hay for them to pick at random. Yeah. Pretty good. Yep. Um, the first question, Nick pulls it out. It says, what does love mean to you? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that's an absurdly broad question. What does love mean to you, Zafi? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, when you're playing tennis and you're no good. <laughs> I don't know. What about you? Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about my answer to this. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, I have one, and uh, it is this. It seems like you do. Yeah. This doesn't feel like stalling. No, no. Yeah. Always. Always. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus. No matter, no matter what. what. You must must think think about about this this forever. forever. In terms terms of of this. this. Always. Always. And And forever. forever. It It is is to be be considered considered how regular this this feels. feels. All right? All right. Have you thought about that? Yeah. Good. That was it? That was it. Okay, good. Yeah. It's a little hard to tell because the gaps are quite long between every word. Well, I was just, you know, obviously, I just want the audience at home because I say it all the time on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just course. want, you know, you and obviously the audience too. To they will just be to repeating along with it. Say it with me. Yeah. And obviously a little short applause break after every word. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does love mean? I, you could have just said Georgia from The Bachelorette. That's true. Yeah, yeah. What if love was one of us? <laughs> Uh, yes, Rhiannon seems uh, to struggle to articulate it, not like you. <laughs> no, I had a great time with that. <laughs> um, it's pretty clear that they've chopped up her answer but beyond recognition. She nervously kind of says it's about putting somebody else's needs before your own. I don't agree with that. You don't think so? I mean, no, no it's not necessarily. No, I think it's about finding someone whose one complements your one and you make two. I think mm. I said that on the podcast last week. And but one plus one also makes a win, though. I agree. Yes. Yeah. 
look for those windows, but don't look I'm out that one. At, oh my god! Nice, <laughs> <laughs> just pointed at it. I nearly. <laughs> uh, all right. Then Nick asks, "Do you fall in love quickly?" To which she says, "Yes." Instantly. Straight away. And then they cut to Nick and he's like, yeah, it's not going to be fast. Yeah. yeah, So good. Beautiful but, bit of editing. There. Right, yeah. But then he offers her a rose and he goes in for a kiss on the cheek. And then while they're sharing a bit of a hug, we hear her say, like muffled into his shoulder or whatever, uh, I mean, I'd love to go in for a little kiss, but I don't know if it's awkward or not. And then this like brooding sort of villain music kicks in. It's so... Oh. And Rhiannon gets a bit awkward, maybe a little Jittery. bit flustered. Yeah. She's like, do you want to do it? Do you want to kiss? Like, she's like trying to read him or whatever. Because yeah. obviously his MO is to give as little information as possible. There's nothing hiding behind the moustache. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all of the lights just went For out. For some reason, all the lights in this place just is turned out. Is it motion? Hello? 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 It's fine. We'll just look we'll just out, look the, out window. the window. <laughs> Great. Okay. Good, good, good. Awesome. Good, good, good. Really fine, good. Fine, fine, fine. Very really like that. that. Cool. So Rhiannon's like, do you want to kiss? Like, are we going to... And then Nick cracks up. He says, it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then he goes, let me just hold you for a bit. Like, I feel like Rhiannon is being pretty charming on this date. I think so too. Like, I feel like this little bit of awkwardness and like the asking to kiss can be like very cute. Yes. And uh, he's just really not reading the signals that he's giving her. Yeah. Um, but he says, let me just hold you for a bit. Rhiannon, I look forward to what's to come, but we're hopefully going to grow on this. Okay. And then everything starts kind of falling apart. Oh, it's an absolute meltdown because she's obviously felt the pang of rejection. Yeah. And she knows that this has been on camera Mm -hmm. and there is so much fourth wall breaking here. Right. Well, here's what happens. She says, good chat. Like, she's like, okay, this is awkward, but whatever. We're just wrapping it up. And she looks around, she looks off camera and she says seemingly to a producer, are we done? And it seems like she probably got a yes. And the scene just keeps playing yeah like this seems like a bit of a breach of like i mean obviously she would have signed something that said like they can film whatever they want or whatever yeah yeah but like it seemed to me like she figured this was not going to be in the show i felt like maybe she got a no do you know what i mean because nick kind of pulled her in a bit closer and was like we're just going to sit here for a bit Mm. and sort of talk to her through that process yeah right you could Um, be right so i don't know if like i there was no audible yes or no from the production and obviously it's not beyond them to cut it out but there wasn't anything like there wasn't any gap in the Mm. there wasn't a phantom editor of of any kind yeah so i don't know this was like devastatingly uncomfortable and it spiraled into a pretty significant meltdown yeah, so a producer asks her, she's doing a little in the moment. She gets asked, what does this rose mean to you? And she's clearly sort of questioning things, but she's like, well, rose means I'm safe for another week. So I don't know. I guess this proves that it went well. And then we watch this producer walk her out of the frame. And then we're shown quite a bit of this behind the scenes style footage of her sort of explaining her predicament to the producer. Yeah. And she says that it's awkward to lean in for a kiss in any situation, not just on The Bachelor. And she doesn't necessarily know how to get physical like that and initiate it, Mm -hmm. which is fine. That's absolutely fine. And a totally cool thing for someone to be articulating on the show. Yes. Um, But then the male project... This is maybe the fuckedest thing I've seen on this season. Uh, The male producer then tells her, quote, Yeah, you can be forward. You're a girl. You can do whatever you want. 
which is like uh, so uncomfortable, super backwards, yeah. very messed up, and like propagate. Like they they chose to include that. Like yeah, like we want this to be the message As that we're sending we didn't to Australian see the people. Problem with this, you know what I mean? Like it, that's the coaxing and the advice that she receives at the hand of the man who has said that, right? Which I don't agree with. No, I don't think that forcing yourself onto someone under any circumstances are uh, an acceptable thing. Mm. You certainly are allowed to read the room and attempt to kiss if that mm-hmm. is what happens and she's trying to explain the awkwardness of that mm. and it feels like what he's saying is no I just do it yeah and, yeah. and particularly in terms of gender roles in the way that this says that like women are there for men's pleasure and to, yeah you know, yeah for the like, kissing and not to be kissed or do, do you know what I mean like, yeah it's something really, really murky hot water yuckiness yeah. um yeah, I really don't like any of this stuff. Because I'm like, Rhiannon, like, uh, at the start of this date, I'm like, I kind of connect with this. Like, feeling a yeah. bit awkward, not knowing how to make all the right moves necessarily. Yeah, yeah. She tries to get a little bit of support from one of the producers, and what she instead gets is, like, we're turning Just you into an example. Time. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and she's become, like, this fucked... Yeah, she's made an example of, um, in a certain sense. And, I mean, so, to the show's credit... We rarely see these kind of conversations. It's becoming more common, but we don't see the conversations with the producers. We don't see the contestants address the camera. It adds so significantly to the drama here that you have to keep it in. Firstly, I believe that. Yeah. We often on this podcast are people who say, oh, it's the edit. They're being edited to um, appear in such a way. Mm. In this case, it's not. This is raw footage of Rihanna feeling super uncomfortable. Mm. And... That's in a reality TV situation, and that's sad, but it's also real. Yeah, now, it has that authenticity to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. exactly right. So I don't know if it's good, but I at least know that it's authentic, and I liked seeing that as much as I didn't like hearing those words out of the producer's mouth. And I think also in this situation, like we've seen, I guess a handful of times, maybe on Paradise more frequently, they all use the behind the scenes y, handheld camera y sort of thing as a device when something isn't inherently interesting. Yeah, totally. Or yeah. they couldn't get the right footage or the right audio or whatever. And yep. it'll be like a trick to make you think that something dramatic's it's happening. It's dark at night and yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like a flavor this time around. It just feels like they happened to be filming or they kept filming deliberately, but then they were like, this is legitimately more dramatic and interesting than a lot of the other stuff it's that's going on, which I agree It's compelling with. footage, and I agree. And it plays to the romantic tension of the season, mm. which is why largely, with the exception of that line from the producer, mm. I'm fine with this being on the show. Yeah. yeah. I think that that is, um, you know, like the undertones of her being made an example of by that, by that man, I don't like at all. Mm. But the inherent drama leading up to that point Mm. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly contrasted with some of the other stuff. Yeah, because it explains what it's like in this reality TV situation Mm. in the pressure cooker that they describe. Well, anyway, we watch the women drive to their group date in their brand new Hyundai's. Um, <laughs> when I drive to my group date in my brand new Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're one from this year, 2005? 2005, yes. Uh-huh. Um, I'm often reminded of my favorite saying. Oh, no. Surely not. Not two weeks running. <laughs> <laughs> and audience at home, you know it. <laughs> of course they do. By this point. Say it with me. Now. Now. And, and in, in perpetuity. perpetuity. From, From this, this time, time until, until the last, it is deeply, deeply important that you, that you consider, consider the, the following. following. Are you checking your phone? I'm texting. <laughs> you give me plenty of fucking time. <laughs> this is your bit, not mine. 
Number, number one, one do, not. do not. Number, number two, two, if you, if you must, must, do it, do it with vigilance. vigilance. Number, number three, always, please, for the love of all that is merciful and, and kind, kind and gracious. I really got to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's... We're, I'm done oh, with, you're yeah. going to cut it short? No, <laughs> I would never. Kind and gracious with, with love, love forever. I can't tell if you're done. I can never tell. You look like you're about to say more things. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> so they get there. <laughs> Kelly's going to hate this bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kelly will never know about this bit. Uh, She's not going to listen to these two episodes, and the bit will never return. <laughs> um, they arrive, and they meet up with Osher and Nick, along with a bunch of tents and sleeping bags and stuff. Surprise! Paradise is camping. Oh. Yeah. Um, All right. We hear Vanessa Sunshine from off screen say, quote, definitely camping. I think there's some poo. <laughs> and then Romy's commentary pipes in saying she reckons Vanessa's really going to struggle on this date. And uh, yeah, Osha reveals that there's going to be a rose ceremony in the bush the next night. So one of these six women will not be going back to the mansion. As we know, rose in the hand, better than one in the bush. <laughs> Thank you. A rose in a bush? Rose in a bush. That's the first Pretty time good. that's ever happened, Certainly right? Certainly never has happened before. Uh, and so it's here that we learn that despite wearing heels... Noticing poo and her general unwillingness <laughs> to involve herself in like the dirty dealings that sort of take place in the mansion and stuff like that. Vanessa Sunshine, get her out in a camping ground. She's totally in her element. Yeah, Vanessa capable. Right. But, uh, Vanessa, uh, yeah. Couldn't think of a word, so right, I, I had was, to, yeah. I I had to really I call could. an audible. So she's actually never been camping before, but she grew up in the country. She mentions, quote, I had a pet donkey. That's and amazing. What do you think it was called? Shrek. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. Yeah. Low hanging watching- onions. <laughs> I've been watching, there's this YouTube guy who, um, is, he does impressions of like cartoon characters and movie characters uh-huh, and stuff like uh-huh. that. And he's got this series of YouTube videos where he will go to Disneyland or Universal Studios or whatever, big theme parks, yeah. find the like walk around characters who are dressed up as like Minnie and Mickey and Pluto and stuff. Yeah. And then he will do their voice to them. And then it's like reaction videos of those people like freaking out about how similar they sound. Being like, hi there, Minnie. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's an amazing video, maybe I'll post it in the show notes, where he has a full, like, two-minute conversation with Donkey as Donkey. Oh. <laughs> so it's just both of them. I can't wait. I also like waffles. That's an even nicer boulder. Like, <laughs> I also like Ham Palace. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. sure. Um, anyway. All right. So Vanessa gets her swag set up before anybody else. She is the best at it. Swaggy B. Swaggy, where are you going? Oh, he's getting beer. Next, Nick picks Romy, Alicia, and Vanessa Sunshine to go quad biking with him. So this is one of our favorite types of dates, the really noisy dates, um, where you can't... Just loud. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. You, there's no chance for anything romantic to happen. Uh, there's just a lot of yelling. Nick finds a chance to yell out, hit it with pace. Uh, just drink. great. Yeah. 
Um, and then in voiceover, Vanessa Sunshine says, people were expecting me to epically fail at this. I don't really care. It's annoying, but I can always prove people wrong. And then she like backs off from the group and then races up to meet them. She like pedal to the metal. Fangs it. Fangs it. This she is what a fang is. absolutely fangs it. Right. She fangs yeah. it more than uh, Adam Sandler in Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> um, and, you know, she fucking rules. It was she's, sick. She's really impressive. Everyone gets on side with her. And also, like, she is fully smiling and engaging with the date and having a great time. And we are getting to know the real Vanessa Sunshine. She pulls up cool as a cucumber. She's just comfortable as you like. And it's fucking cool. And she fucking rules. And I'm like, there's yeah. no chance after this performance that she will be sent home. Like, she is doing everything she's in her power. She's the star of the date. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Romy decides Vanessa has expired... Quote, her time's up. She's got to go. Um, so, Romy sits alone with Nick on a log. And she says, I hate the whole, you know, throwing someone under the bus thing. But considering... Don't. <laughs> no, she loves it. But considering we have a rose ceremony tomorrow night and Nick goes, hmm. <laughs> he's, not, <laughs> he's, he's not into it. Marge when Homer suggests anything. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Romy says, if I were to question anyone's intentions, it would be Vanessa's. Well, Vanessa Sunshine's actually. Oh, good <laughs> lord! Such a funny clarification, in case he wasn't sure. He's like Vanessa, whom? Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is the wrong name. Yeah. Uh, it's a shitty move. It's very transparent that she's being shitty. But Nick, ever the centrist, he <laughs> right decides in, right down the middle. Right. Here. He decides it's important for him to have a chin wag with Vanessa to get her side of the story. Good. Clearly a story with two sides, <laughs> not just one woman being nasty to another one. <laughs> so Vanessa has a chat with Nick. She's very upfront with him about the rumours. She's yeah. heard them too. She knows she she's knows. not the most popular person in the house. Yeah. Or even in the campsite. <laughs> she says she understands where these rumours might be coming from, especially since on night one, she was surprised by his appearance. Yep. And it's this thing we were talking about before where like, yeah, he... Like, it's, it's, he doesn't look like a regular bachelor. I feel like if you want to have a honey badger, I'm sorry, a honey badger season of The Bachelor. Yes. You can't pretend that he doesn't look a little bit different to yeah, the typical Yeah, he doesn't lead. look like the typical hunk. Right. Yeah. And given that we've now learned that she didn't know who he was. Yes. She, like, yeah, she talks about how, like, maybe she thought maybe he could use a little makeover or something. Absolutely. Not the end of the world. It didn't nope. seem like she was dead set on, like, changing him from the ground up or whatever. She's the best. She, <laughs> she rules. Um, so he jokes with her, saying, so hillbillies aren't your thing? And she says, well, no, you're not a hillbilly. Like, you've got lovely teeth. And then he says, jog it in for some reason, even though it's not a hug or kiss situation. He just says it. Just like saying it at this point. Yeah. And then she tells him she wants to get to know him better. Quote, it's very rare in my life that I'd meet a guy and want to jump him straight away. Yep. I need to get to know someone first. Conversation is the biggest turn on and physical attraction builds for me. This is true, and it's the same thing that Lorena had said in the last hey. season of Paradise. Yeah, true. We loved Lorena in that season, and I love Vanessa Sunshine for the same reason. She wants to be paced and measured and considered mm. in a situation that is a pressure cooker, and she's someone who very correctly um, and very defiantly is saying, no, hold on. Mm. 
I still want this to be the best outcome for me. I don't want to just be a participant in this show. Yeah. If it is what I believe it to be, which is a chance to find someone who has all of these magical properties, mm. then let's let that develop. Right. And and if you listen closely, she's not saying like, I think you're gross. She's not saying like, I don't think there's a future. Yeah. What she's saying is like, I am interested in putting more into this and I hope you are too. Yes. So that we can understand each other better and have like a stronger relationship out of it. Like, to which he responds. Well, he goes, look, she, oh, in voiceover, I should say. Yeah. She goes, look, she's not feeling the Badger vibes. Fair enough. There's someone out there for everyone. Hooroo. So he's like, he's not... It made me so mad because he doesn't listen to what no. she has to say at all. And then he's pretending that he's this—he's in this really tough spot. It's a really difficult decision between the two of them. Even going so far as to say help, which is one of my token coping mechanisms. I don't appreciate it being stolen. <laughs> being co-opted by much. the badge. This is probably the lowest moment of the Bachelor thus far. Yeah, I would not wear this. And as it's a badge not of just because I. Yeah, Thank it's not you. just because I love Vanessa Sunshine. Yeah. I really think like he didn't listen. Yes. Uh, what I think that what was said and what was heard were two different things because what was said was, yeah. I don't know if I like you or not yet, but I'm interested in learning more. Mm-hmm. And what he heard was, you're ugly, you don't look like a regular bachelor, fuck you. Yeah, get a fucking shave. Yeah. yeah, so I don't necessarily blame either party for that. Like, there is something to be said for Nick who may experience an amount of self-consciousness knowing that he's coming into this as an unconventional bachelor mm. and knowing... and maybe being fearful coming in that that was something that was going to happen. Yeah. Right? That these women would look at him and be like, oh, well, he's not a rich banker, so Mm. what Mm. the fuck? Mm. He doesn't own a vineyard. Uh, Does he not? Do we know that for sure? We don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him. (laughs) (laughs) But the... The point of what... The point has been missed entirely. Yeah? So she's... What she has said is not what has been received at least by our perception of what was what she was saying what she intended yeah yeah so back at the campsite the sun has set and it's almost time for dinner and nick very deliberately chooses to say out loud he picks these words uh what do you say we strap on the feed bag cook something up and fill the tummies which is only something that i spotlight because of a really fucked up thing that Nick said in a Kyle and Jackie O interview just a couple of weeks ago. Don't remember. So I alluded to this last week and I did not think that I would be directly referencing it and going into much detail, but I guess we have to now. So here we go. Yep. I'm quoting from Mamma Mia here. Um, This is just their little wrap up of the quote. Okay. When the radio duo asked the Badger whether he was prepared to perform oral sex He said, wait for it, prepare yourself, here it comes. Quote, if they come out of the shower in a nice little bloody nighty, I tell you what, strap the feed bag on for sure. Oh. Now, bleh, for one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard a more disgusting phrase? Oh. I really don't want to linger on it. It really makes me uncomfortable. But it's a truly vile comment. It's a vile phrase. It's not the way you want to be talking. And the fact that he's bringing it back up again. In a different context. Yeah, talking about eating fucking eating snags. Oh, no. Strap off the feedback, thank you. <laughs> just don't get... Like, just come Leave on. the feedback where it is. It's almost like... Uncle Mo, family feedback, <laughs> that's where it stays. Yeah. It's like... So, he obviously... He has this persona and he has... He uses a lot of slang and that kind of thing. Is it like... 
because my sneaking suspicion is yeah. he can't possibly be like this all the time, and there must be a secret underlying human being. Yeah, it can't just be Justin Slanger opening the batting, right? <laughs> I laughed because I think it's probably funny. I it is. It's yeah. good. Thank you. But I think maybe he's getting a bit tangled up in some of his slang, maybe. Like, it's it's his whole life is to keep this stuff organized, right? Yeah. Is to use the right... Use the right um, slightly... frog and toad at the correct... Right, um, yeah. Things that rhyme Jingo with each Jango, other, similes, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. But I think what's happened here is he's accidentally used the same thing for two different purposes. That's correct. And um, one of them should really never ever, <laughs> ever be used for. All right, well, let's strap on the feedback and continue with the episode. Well, they cook some food, and they eat the food. Where do they put it? I think they put it in their mouth and using a bag of some kind. We learned Vanessa Sunshine's really good at cooking. Yeah. (laughs) She's too good for this world. Yeah. Everyone goes to bed, uh, and then about an hour later, Romy decides that she's going to sneak into Nick's tent and... (laughs) They've been teasing this all episode. Strap on the bag, boys. (laughs) Well, for some incomprehensible reason, I understand why they want to mask what is or is not happening here so that there can be some mystery about it. Yeah. But the audio that the producers have chosen to cut together and include here to to simulate this sort of late night meetup is just various different laughs and giggles from the two of them. Yes. There is no speech. There is no... There's not it's even like inaudible. a double entendre. Yeah, it's yeah. literally just them going like, oh. <laughs> like Yeah, it's really weird. I didn't really like this at all. It's just super uncomfortable. Mm. It sounds like like charitably, I feel like maybe Romy might have snuck in there with a big joint and like the two of them were just like Beavis and Butthead stuff. And like, you know, if you go going camping, like fine. Sure, sure, yeah. And I get why they wouldn't want to include that even. Yeah, exactly. But they don't I mean that's my that's my theory. They don't talk about that at all. No. Um, My theory is that they got in Panic at the Disco. <laughs> they joined the band Panic at the Disco? Well, no, Panic at the Disco were just in the tent somehow. Oh, I understand. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Strap yeah. on the bag, boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank you. Let's keep going. I think maybe they're just they making out, but they're real ticklish in the lip <laughs> zone. <or> something. <laughs> I don't know. It's very bizarre. Yeah. But next morning, Romy debriefs with Alicia. Um, she's like, I needed to get a rose, and I just thought, you snooze, you lose. Fair point. Fair. Who else is snoozing? Yeah. Uh, Alicia asks how long she was in there, and Romy says about 10 minutes, to which Alicia replies, well, that's a good chunk of time, with a bit of a wink. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> is it, though? Alicia, yeah, 10 minutes it? are we talking about? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, it's pretty obvious they didn't really, like, they didn't get intimate. Yes. Um, but it feels so schoolyard, I think, with like all the like splinter groups and all the name calling and stuff. Here's my question about 10 minutes. <laughs> sure. Is time like dog time in the Bachelor world? Because I kind of think that it might be. You know, honestly, that's a fairly good point. Because like 10 minutes, sure, it seems like nothing to us. But like if you see someone for like an hour or a week or something or whatever yeah. it might be. You make the most of that hour. So if you get 10 more minutes, yeah. oh boy, does it feel like, you know, you've just spent a week with them. Yeah, I guess that's true. You can understand why she might have done it. Yep. Um, 
But speaking of doing it, I don't think that... I don't think they did it. Yeah. Not in the same way that he's done it with Cass. Right. Maybe, yeah. Well, I have I have a um, just a, a tweet that I wanted to read from a cool. Bachelor recapper for Book Thingo, whose name's Jody McAllister, whose tweets are always really good. What's up, Jody? Hey. Um, the constant use of the euphemistic verb to happen for sex, e.g. nothing happened with Romy, yeah. is really extremely emphasizing the school campishness of this whole thing. Oh, so correct. Because it is like yeah. you feel like these are preteens because they're not allowed to directly, or they, you know, don't feel comfortable. I guess, but it, probably more likely, real people would talk about this in a very different way. It's really gross. Yeah. Now, the only other thing that I wanted to note here was that Nick did have the acoustic guitar. Yes, that's right. <laughs> He's sitting by the campfire with his six girlfriends. He's playing. What do we think? Under the badge downtown. <laughs> um, one the. What, um, <laughs> I can't think of it. It was the monster badge. <laughs> He's playing the monster mash. This yeah. is my type of guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. favorite song. Yeah. Can I just put it out there in case you don't know? In case any of our listeners don't know, they're put in charge of organizing it. When I die, and I will, and I'm sorry and to say, but point, it will but happen yes. at one point. As we always say. Yes. As I always, always say, yeah, I'm not <laughs> doing that to you or myself. Uh, I badly want the Monster Mash to be played at my funeral. Great. Yeah, if we can. All right. Please. Well, it's now on record for the podcast and I'll organize that for you. All right. Awesome. Thank okay. You. I mean, not too soon or anything. No, 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 no. Don't like have 60 years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Wow. That's plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. You'll have a good life. Hey, thank you so much. I think yours will be okay too. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if I'm in it. Oh, well. <laughs> um, Nick pulls Cass aside for some solo time. And they share some white wine. They cheers with these very, very obviously plastic glasses. It was always fun. Yeah. It's camping. It's camping. It's nice. You get your plastic cutlery and your cuts, cuts and forks. Knives and cuts forks. Cuts and forks. <laughs> what do you call them that? Yeah. Cass tells him she overheard him and Romy laughing last night. And Nick says, I feel like there's no need for an explanation because there really wasn't anything actually to explain. There was about. a woman in your tent. Yeah. And you were giggling. But he's like, I would never do something on a group date like this. I'd never ruin my chance at finding that special girl. Like, fuck you. <laughs> there was giggling in your tent. There was quite a bit of giggling. You were in a tent with another woman. The woman crept into your tent and you were totally doing giggling together and maybe lighting up a big joint. <laughs> <laughs> You're the monster, man. <laughs> oh, I just feel like I was at my own funeral. <laughs> So, in voiceover, he says he was surprised to hear the question. And this whole thing really reads pretty shitty to me. I don't, I don't yeah, like I any of this. Like it's a fair question. Yeah. Anyway, Nick grabs a length of rope and he tosses it over a tree and he fashions a little rope swing for Cass. Sure. And they keep chatting and Nick reveals that his feelings for her are starting to grow. He says, the fact that I knew Cass and we have a history, it means that she is peaceful for me. I can be as honest and genuine, as real as I possibly can be. I'm not on show. And that alone is a powerful thing. And I want that in a relationship. True, It is true. And he tells her she's a very special woman. I feel like this is nice. Yeah. But it would be like 200 times nicer if they hadn't edited Cass to look like a total weirdo from the beginning. Like, this would be a good narrative beat if I felt a little more sure about how I'm meant to feel about Cass. Exactly. Yes, there's there could be something really powerful and um, beautiful starting to happen. Imagine if it was Sophie mm. instead of Cass, mm. 
in this situation. Right. Yep. You would, I, would, I would buy that. You'd be like, oh, I get it. It's starting to happen. They're starting to fall in love. Cass, you're like, what the fuck is this? Why yeah. is this happening? Where did this come from? Yeah. Because it seemed like he was getting weirded out by her. Yeah, because what's the ago. history? And yes. Yeah. And we don't know what's going on. I'm sure they will reveal it at some point. At a certain point, it will come out that they have definitely boned, probably. Yeah. Cool. Sounds fun. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let's go to the rose ceremony. Nick reads the names in this order. It's too short for a pokey rap. Cass, Brittany, Alicia, Shannon, and then Rami. Cass, Brittany, Alicia, Shannon, <laughs> and then Rami. It's not a cause for celebration, though, because, yes, Nick decided for some fucking reason that he wanted to send Vanessa Sunshine home. This is so sad. What she was the fuck? best part of the show. She was. I'm like, what do I even watch for at this point? Uh, I mean, you watch for Brooke because Brooke is a clear legend. Yeah. <sighs> I don't want to watch more of this Romy Cat Alicia shit. Yeah. It's really like it's, it's really a bummer. sad. It's and not I fun thought, to watch. Honestly, I was like, cool. The thing with Romy ends here. It reminds me of. Do you remember when Chad became overbearing in that yeah. JoJo season yeah. of The Bachelor in yeah. the US? And you were like, oh, so much Chad. At no. least Chad was like, you know, as gross as he was, there was something to Chad that was like, well, I can't look away. Mm. This makes me want to look away. And that's a point of distinction that I want to draw about the show at the moment because the parts that don't feature Romy, Alicia, Cat, really enjoyable. Yeah, make me feel nice. Yeah, the parts that do at the moment, I just, I mean, I understand that there is some tension that is necessary in order to drag the narrative forward and to create that sense of, like, you're eavesdropping on a conversation, as much as Romy would hate that. Mm. Um, the more, ironically, the more that it feels like a rom-com, mm. mm-hmm. mm. uh, the more I'm interested. I don't I don't want to see any of this shit, and I was sad that um, the choice was made, whether it was by Nick or by someone else, to keep Romy in this situation. Mm. Well... Osha says, I'm going to ask that you take the time now to say goodbye. And this Vanessa is Sunshine. so uncomfortable and I love it. Well, yeah, they edit it. I, I learned after the fact that this isn't really what happened. Like, she was respectful right. and kind and said goodbye and stuff. But yeah. on the show, she's completely silent. She gives Nick a little hug and then walks away. And the sound effects people pipe in these very loud crickets. Crickets, yes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the exit interview. It's where she, Justin Slanger comes in, you see, I with the crickets. bet you're right. And, uh, yeah, she says, well, obviously Nick doesn't think I'm the one for him. And to be honest, I really don't care. It's not my problem. If he thinks Romy's for him, then I'm not going to cry or lose sleep over it. And like, whatever. Bye. See you later. Perfect. Fuck yeah. Perfect. I love this. It takes a tiny bit of the sting out. Yeah. Um, but I do think we will have, we will end this episode, I think, with an ode to Vanessa Sunshine. I'm I think gonna, that's a good I'll idea. I'll put something together. Rather than, you know, obviously, you know, we'll say our, our very best now. And yes. I'll probably say something that I always say. Probably um, will, I yeah, imagine. Yeah. But I think that it would be appropriate for us to end this episode with with our own. Mm. Yeah. So next time, uh, interestingly enough, Intruders All right. coming to the show. Three of them. Um, and also a... All called Trudy. Pardon? All the intrudies. They're yeah. all called Trudy. Oh, yeah. All three. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a, going to be a dramatic cocktail party where one woman takes off her dress and mic pack and runs away. Wait, what? That sounds fucking cool. It sounds great. And I'm excited about it. I hope it's not Emily. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. She's like, hello, am I actually here? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it was a bit hard to tell who it was from that preview, but Couldn't that'll be see, yeah. interesting to see. Could be one of the new intruders. Perhaps. Um, but yes, I'm excited to see what's coming up. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, a funny thing about this podcast, not a, pe- not a lot of people realize. I don't know if I mentioned it often enough. The stock. Okay, I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah. Um, we actually did come here to make friends. Oh. And, uh, you know, I've got a ton of friends. Uh, yeah. Max Quinn. Very friendly boy. Yeah. Kelly Don Helmrick. R.I.P. M.I.A. And uh, I'm not friends with M.I.A. No. Not yet, anyway. Well, you know, she fly like paper, get high like cranes. And mm, the moment just like we me. just talk about Osha. Well, I was going to say Osha, my only other friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but if you would like to join those illustrious ranks, then please reach out and find us because we're all over social media at BOH Pod. Correct. Um, and I, the reason I bring that up is because we have got an ode to Vanessa Sunshine yeah. saved in our Instagram stories as a highlight. So go check that out because it was very fun and spontaneous and cute. Shall we put it uh, at the end of the bloody? At the end of the? Should we strap on the? Uh, I was going to suggest we strap on a and, new. Uh, <laughs> We do a whole new one. All right, well, we hit we the studio, you know. Yeah. Oh, we got a budget for this. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. <laughs> oh, now you've given it away. Boom, boom, boom. It ain't warm when she's away. Boom, boom, boom. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Boom, boom, boom. I know, 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 I know. You better leave an iTunes review. Ain't no sunshine on our podcast. Boom, boom. Until she agrees to be a guest. Boom, boom, boom. Ain't no sunshine. What is the voice I'm doing? It's, um... Bill hey, Nelson. Like it's like a country <laughs> yeah, fried. Yeah. It's of. like yeah, uh, it's it's uh, southern fried Bill Withers. Sounds like Goofy. <laughs> Good luck, late no sunshine. All right, all right. Well, you'll you'll come back now. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> We're going to go 46 floors downstairs now and uh, resume, <sighs> our resume our normal life, life. Okay. closer to sea level. Okay. I hope you've had a wonderful week. Please take care of each other and yourselves. And remember, we wish you all the very best. Please take the time to say goodbye. And like I always say. Oh, Jesus. In, in life, life, there, there are, many are many things, things to, consider. to consider. Some, Some of, of these, these things, things are important. important. Other, Other things, things, less so. Even more. Oh. Here, Here is one, one thing, thing that, that I have considered, considered some. About, about which, which the, future? the future, who can, who can say? say? You, you, of all, of all people, people, you, you and, and you, you alone, alone, must... Without, without a, a shade, shade of, a, of doubt, a doubt, without, without so, so much as, as a blackhead rising, rising to, to the, the surface of the skin, of the skin. <laughs> be, be forever, forever vigilant, vigilant 
in your in consideration, consideration of us. Usher, if he's still listening, I'm sorry about Max. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.